Welcome to a very spooky artificial ghost radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves and the catacombs. I'm Miles, a vampire. <laughs> and I'm haunted. <laughs> or Mars. Yeah, um, if you hear objects being flung around, you know, just just know that it's the ghosts. If you hear what sounds like a silly straw slurping something, that's me. It's blood. Is it? Is uh, okay. I was going to ask if it was blood. It's blood. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> have Have you ever thought about um, no gushers, but with blood? We don't have gushers here. Ah, right. Hey, for us, for 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 us, shitty Americans. But guess who, what, Mars? What gushes were in Homestuck? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you you've gone. You you've very quickly gone. You from... did this. <laughs> you did you this. You did this. <laughs> I I. Am unable to know what and what isn't a Homestuck reference. Therefore, it's not my fault. It's really fun. <laughs> I will cancel this podcast. Fucking do it, coward! Are you going to do this voice the entire time? No, <laughs> that'd be really terrible. How how long is it going to go? Well, it depends. <laughs> How long is the intro? How long is the intro sequence? Wait, no. Sorry, no, that wasn't a ghost. That was more like a horse. That was like a horse vampire. It was like a horse vampire. A ghost wet horse. I'm Mars, the horse vampire. God, I'm gonna cut off your legs. Do it, coward. I stole your thing. Motherfucker, we gushes. What? Gushes? Yes, gushes. What if blood? For, for the vampire on I the go. I feel like there's more, like, I don't know, efficient or, like, you know, a method that has more, like, storage space for vampires on the go. Like, you know those hat with um the straws that come down for, like, beer cans? I'm sure you can yes, fill one of yes, those up with, with blood. blood bags. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I mean, the the gummy portion of the gusher is also made of blood, so it's a little bit yeah, more, you know. But it's just, you know... It's not going to get you through the day, like, on its own, but it'll, it'll, it'll keep you satisfied. What if we just sit here in silence? <laughs> what, what if? What if, what if the podcast just ends? Yeah. Like, it just keeps going for another, for another two hours. <laughs> you just hear, like, paper rustling, like, yeah, just gonna. So, Miles. So, Miles. As, as we have sort of. I guess well established. Uh, this is our this is our Halloween episode. Mm. What I guess what would you what would you call the theme for this week? You kept asking, like like sort of re asking, like so is the theme like like what is it? Um, and it's pretty simply just a spooky song. What's a spooky song? It's just spooky. I I get it. I also kind of have trouble with that. It's it's um, any song that's about like a ghost or a ghoul or a vampire or a, any sort of spooky or apps a gem about Halloween. I guess my main worry and and why I keep maybe asking you to elaborate is because I'm I'm really sort of worried that we're both gonna bring the monster swim. Fuck and also what. So you know the monster mash. Sure. The the dude who made that song, I guess, 
made a, a, a new hot updated version called the Monster Swim. And it's a, and instead of it them the monsters going to a party, they all go for a swim. It's a poolside smash. It's bigger than the man. And it sounds, as you might expect, exactly the same as the monster I didn't do figure that. All right. Yes. So, um, pretty much everywhere that is in America doesn't celebrate Halloween, but I do find it very fun. I think it's very festive. Uh, it is spring over here, so also we lose sort of the vibes of autumn. Um, so sometimes we have Halloween parties. Hey, uh, Bud, I don't want to alarm to you, but it seems like we're experiencing some technical difficulties. I think you're breaking um, up, Bud. With Discord. You are breaking up, that's fun. You sound like the worst and slowest Ooh. robot. Ooh. Where's my friend Mars? I think they died. Oh my god, haunted episode! Mars died! <laughs> <laughs> so now the podcast is haunted. Yeah, so the podcast, uh, I I guess, you know, I, I did allude to the fact that I was haunted earlier. Um, and it seems like the ghost ghosts have sort of entered the internet and are infer- interfering with our connection. Mm-hmm. The Discord ghost. The Discord ghost. The the ghost that haunts us all. Incredible. With all of the, like, awkward, like, gamer references that you have to look at when starting up Discord, mm-hmm. aren't we all kind of haunted? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, hey, Miles. Hi, what is your themed song? for this week is there a reason why you're talking so slowly or is it just like words forming no sort of no no what 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 happened was that like i wanted to i wanted to start off dramatic but i never really established a point where i would speed up again and i and i think i real like i realized that at some point i just real reached the point of no return Mm -hmm. i just finished out that sentence as it as it was Because if I just sped up on the last two words, like, it, I don't know, I think it would have been more confusing. Mm-hmm. All right, so my spooky Halloween song for this episode, for this very a spooky episode, is It's Almost Halloween by Panic at the Disco. Oh, I love this song. It's fantastic. I don't think I've heard it. Okay, <clears throat> so It's Almost Halloween hasn't appeared on any album, but they dropped it close to Halloween in 2008 just on their YouTube channel. Or is it Fueled by Ramen? I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's Fueled by Ramen. Um, the sort of networky zone for all the pop punk fuckers. And it's a great song. It's a fucking cheesy music video. They actually don't say who filmed the music video, but it is very fun. Hmm. The band's like dressed up like classic monsters. Brendan Urie's a vampire. Ryan Ross is a mummy it's good who 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 in this band is dressed up like godzilla no one why are you even bringing this song okay so i'm guessing that in your song in the music video someone is dressed up like godzilla no but i i i think if if one of the folks in my music video really tried they could become godzilla okay and i'm just gonna leave you with that i'm gonna send you the link to this song now so we can listen to it all right that sounds good <laughs> dumb stupid let's uh, give it a listen there's a devil in the corner 
and candy apple red Dressed up like a fire, burning through my head I got a little closer and offered her a drink You took me to the graveyard and we did the trick or treat Everybody scream, everybody scream It's only Halloween, do the trick or treat Do the trick or treat, it's only Brendan Urie really is sort of like the Halloween man. Uh, explain further on that. Elaborate. I don't know, he just seems like a spooky dude. Okay, what are some of your sources? Gimme. You know, he's spooky, but not in like a, not like in like an actually dangerous spooky. Just sort of spooky. Just in like a, just like a Halloween spooky, like a fun spooky. Yeah, I mean, in one of his, like, um, it's, it's so far it's a trio of music videos that sort of has, like, a um, timeline to it. A universe, a meta-universe, the Panic at the Disco universe. The Panic at the Disco cinematic universe. And uh, it's all about, like, this thing called, like, the Devil's Amulet, and there's the song This is Gospel and Emperor's Clothes, Emperor's New Clothes. And, like, he turns into a demon in <laughs> Emperor's New Clothes. So, yeah, he is a spooky guy. Yeah. You'd think that at this point in his career, he would have gone like, eh, maybe I should be less spooky. <laughs> no. No, lean into it. Lean into it. Absolutely. Yeah. So Panic! at the Disco has been around since 2004, making this their 14th year. Mm-hmm. And now, since 2015, uh, Panic! at the Disco has continued as a almost solo project for Brandon Urie. He does most mm-hmm. of the instrumentation, most of the songwriting, singing, everything. Just some of the uh, sort of production side of things uh, is left up to other people. Imagine being like, you know what? I think I got it. I think I got the whole band. I think I I can cover it. Honestly, like at that point, like after eleven years, man, <laughs> I was like, nah, I think I, 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 I guess got so. it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah good. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think we've um because I bought a different Panic at the Disco song uh, previously. Uh, and we which one? Uh, fuck, it was um off the album, whatever it's called. Don't threaten me with a good time. Whatever that one is. Was it House of Memories? Or uh, I believe so. I believe it was House yeah. of Memories. I don't really. I put you on the spot, but it's not like I remembered. Yeah, you like to do that because you're a bully. And so we were talking about how, like, he played all of the instruments on the track and, like, how he taught himself how to play instruments just, like, by ear, which I think is pretty cool. Which is wild to me. Yeah. So It's Almost Halloween, like I said before, came out in 2008. Um, it is, yes. Came out in 2008. And <laughs> <laughs> the... Because it is such a popular, infamous Panic at the Disco uh, music video and song because it didn't come out on an album or anything. It just sort of was dropped. Uh, There was an article that went up on Twitter or something and Zach Hall, the previous tour manager for Panic at the Disco, said, like, quote tweeted it and said, and to be clear, that Halloween song was recorded in a bathroom on a laptop. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's very, um, Panic at the Disco used to be a lot like that. Um, They got their big start because they were friends with Fall Out Boy. And still sure. remain being friends with Paul Apple, Pete Wentz. Could you imagine, like, if they weren't friends, could you imagine the war? <laughs> the, the war between Panic at the Disco and Fallout Boy? God. I mean, Fallout Boy has gone in such a different direction, and Brendan Urie's just really well, taking yeah. it for Panic. But, like, in the beginning there, absolutely. Like, if you yeah, listen back, to some back of their, in the like, day. early, like, prior 2010 sort of stuff if you like some of their songs i would be like i fully don't know who wrote and recorded this 
<laughs> which is terrible. Yeah, like like the one the one Fallout song that Fallout Boy song that I really like, um, uh, Uma Thurman. Oh, it's a fantastic jam. It's a great song. Uh, you cannot tell, basically. Essentially, at this point, yeah. like Brendan and Pete have gotten pretty different in their vocal qualities because um. Mm-hmm. Was Brendan Yuri like used to base his voice of like like big pop star ladies, and so that's why it has like a very different vocal quality to it. But back in the fucking sure. day, man, like it's hard to separate. But yeah, like they they recorded their first uh studio album in a studio. Like they were able to do that for their first album because they knew pop power, which is something that not a lot of people get <laughs> right, yeah. to do. Also, they started out as a Blink One Eighty Two cover band, which I did not know and found very funny. That you know what I didn't know that, but that it makes actually sense. I, it makes sense. I understand it. So it. much sense. Okay, so this is their fourteenth uh, year, and they have mm-hmm. fifteen albums, and some of those are sort of collaborative pieces uh, or compilation albums, which are still pretty fucking fantastic. I uh, consider. And uh, one of the big things that people talk about when you talk about Panic at the Disco is how every album is a different genre of music. <laughs> right, They yeah. go through pop punk, they go through alternative rock, they go through baroque pop. Baroque, I can't even say words properly. Uh, they go through synth pop, Who they can? go through vaudeville, they go through emo. Like, they go through so much shit. Vaudeville. I am a fucking vaudeville. Um, like, I feel like um the uh, like the earlier stuff, people definitely know the vaudeville, like the... um. What is that? The fucking close the goddamn door song. Uh, something about a bride. No, I'm gonna look up what the song is called. What's this? I write sins, not tragedies. There we go. Right. Yeah. And of course, they are also known for their and Fallout Boy are both known for their extremely long song titles. Very fun. Which I always love. I love songs that have really long titles and songs that have parentheticals in them. Mm, I love it. It's fantastic. Also, um, big fan of that. Uh, my Cam also did that. Uh, mm. my my top three bands from when I was a fucking wild thing between. Um, yeah, so It's Almost Halloween sort of came out just after they were sort of moving out of their vaudeville baroque Kafkaesque sort of period um, where they just look like steampunk wet dreams <laughs> that lived in a carnival right, yeah. and were probably by. <laughs> Speaking of, Brendan Neary did come out as Pan recently, that's cool. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, any, any I, I feel like any opportunity to point out somebody else's panness for you is is definitely an opportunity you're gonna Listen, take. Listen, there's like five of us. I gotta take it. Exactly. Like five of us. I I I don't blame you if whenever like a celebrity eventually comes out as non-binary and hopefully isn't shitty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be talking about him all the time. You kidding? Yeah, fuck yeah. I love young conforming celebrities. Um, it sucks that like yeah. most of the time they're shitty. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, is it Willow Smith or is it Jaden Smith that came out fairly recently? Is split like Bender Wood? I heard. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I. I heard that story. And there's also the actress for Prim from Hunger Games. I believe they are non-binary. I can't remember. Oh, um, and there's uh, that that artist Angel Hayes, that rapper Angel Hayes, which is the non-binary mm. lesbian, I believe. Woo! Well, shit, you know way more than I do. It's because I, I go into dark times, and I'm just like Google frantically please give me something please because like there's not many trans like like trans women or trans men artists or celebrities so it's nice when there's like right that's yeah. queer or gender fluid mm-hmm. so i look for them more <laughs> just like i'm gonna find them probably because <laughs> there's also like you come out later uh yeah, so yeah. anyway uh that's a whole other conversation so i really like the production on this song quite a lot 
I think it's really cool. I really yeah. like the weird organ keyboard <laughs> shit in the background. I love the drums and the percussion. It's very fun. I noticed that a lot in songs. I love drums and I love bass guitars because mm-hmm. I love rhythms of songs uh, and I love the synths and everything. So I was really paying attention to it and I really love it. It's so good. Yeah, I, this the song has sort of a um, a sort of sloppiness that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of times folks get sort of too attached to the idea of, you know, perfection, especially in art. Yeah. And I think, you know, this this song is just having a goofy fun time about Halloween. Yeah, I recommend listeners to also watch the music video because it's very, very fun. Yes. Uh, y- you mentioned that, y- you know, it doesn't say who who made it. I think that just they did. Just whoever was like, Probably. just hold this camera. <laughs> yeah, fully. Just hold this camera. It might have been the Wolfman because you didn't see him much during the party scenes. Right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they were filming in the woods. I love the bits in the woods. Just, like, them trying to do, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. dance coordination. No <laughs> one gives a shit. It's very fun. Yeah, I really like just sort of songs and, and videos and just artistic things that just really sound like the, the people who made it were just sort of having fun for, for a day. It's my favorite. It's my favorite genre. I, I love that so much. It's great. My favorite genre is people having fun. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's my favorite genre too yeah and, and also this is one of those songs that like often with like halloween music it's like you know, the monster mash and that sort of thing or like i don't know sure, the ghost sure. of smoky joe like more more classic sort of stuff but mm-hmm. i really do love a modern fun funky halloween song mm-hmm. so like this is one that i would actually play at a party yeah a absolutely also, absolutely <laughs> final thoughts i love the um <laughs> the difference between ryan ross's and brent Murray's vocals because Ryan yeah. Ross is just like sort of a whiny, pop punky, gothy, sort of normal singer. And then Brendan Neary is the most mm-hmm. extra over the top person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's coming at it like, like almost a little too seriously. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, I think that kind of just adds to it. It's fun. It's great. I love it. Do you it. have anything else to say on this song? Um, I'm going to say the same thing that, that I said. Uh, the last time you brought a Panic at the Disco song, uh, which is, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'd bang Brandon Urie. I would also bang Brandon Urie. Yeah, I think everyone would bang Brandon Urie. If you're into dudes, you probably want to fuck Brandon Urie. Yeah, he's up there. <laughs> he's up there. I love that. What does that mean? Like on the list of he's, people he's, to bang. Yeah, if you're into if you're if you're into if you're into slender white dudes, he's up there. Who's at the top? The Yeti. Mm. I wouldn't call him Slender, but uh, he is white. Oh, sorry. Yes. Slender Man. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunate. Would you fuck Slender? Hey, Mars. No. No, hey, Mars. No, I, w- no, I wouldn't. No, I would not. Which, sorry. Which creepypasta um, personality would you most want to fuck? Uh, I don't know enough about creepypastas to... Here's the thing with that answer. I don't know if Althea is going to be disappointed in me or not, because she knows a lot about creepypastas, mm. but also she definitely doesn't want to hear about which ones I would bang. So uh, I'm... Pr- we have already done our monster fucker alignment chart. I'm sure we don't need to elaborate on it. We do not. All right. Hey, Mars. <laughs> Mars. <laughs> Hi, what up? What's your spooky song? So, so my, the, I guess, I guess, sort of like the main 
problem with my song this week and and the main problem with me bringing it um is that it, in order to talk about it i have to actually listen to it and i i, I guess i could sp- i i could speak of it in hushed tones and dance around it but today listen i'm scared we all have to we all have to face our demons we all have to suffer on this all hallows weekend what the fuck is happening and so I face the darkness and let its hollow, cold embrace envelop me. Hot. And make this most ultimate sacrifice. What the fuck is happening? To bring you a curse in the form of Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the French Fresh Prince Will Smith. So my song this week is Nightmare on My Street. By D- DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Friends, Will Smith. <laughs> I've never heard this song before. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Okay. <laughs> I I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna pause now. I I yeah. I, I don't I don't know how to I continue. You go blacked out. Oh my god. <laughs> you okay? Will Smith did more than two songs. Oh no, he had albums on albums. Oh god, he did. <laughs> yeah. Um so I guess I guess my main question for you yeah. is um do you want to listen to the original 1988 release, which is the first track off of the album that rocked Will Smith and to a lesser extent DJ Jazzy Jeff to stardom. The album, of course, being uh, He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper. <sighs> this same album hosts the uh, the classic to kids in the late 80s who, who enjoyed rap because it was counterculture, but didn't like all of the swearing. The parents don't, just don't understand. <laughs> or, do you want to listen to the, um, the uh, recent 2018 re-recording Whoa. that uh, that just released, uh, no joke, uh, and I, I found this by accident, but it, it released no joke a week ago as of recording. Well, we have to do that one. It is off of the album <laughs> Kids Pop Halloween, <gasps> as covered by Kids for Kids. Yes! Fucking listen to that! Just kidding, we're listening to both. Yeah! How long is this song? <laughs> Uh, so this is going to be about 10 minutes total time of listening. <laughs> I'm going to be a changed man when we come back. <laughs> yeah, we're, go- we're going into a crucible. Oh my god, I'm going to age. I'm going to grow a beard again. I'm going to go grow old and gray. My fingers will grow long and sinewy. And gray. And also gray. My whole, my whole, fi- my whole, my whole... gray. How am I home yeah. Oh, god <laughs> damn it! Happy Halloween! Let's listen to these songs. Songs is generous. Yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) All right. In my room like an oven My bed so was sweating Man, I was bugging I checked the clock It had stopped at 12.30 It had melted It was so darn hot And I was thirsty I went downstairs To grab some juice So I poked Flipped the TV off And then I almost choked When I heard this awful voice Coming from behind It said Man, I ain't even wait To see who it was Broken 
inside my drawers and screamed So Cars got halfway up the park I calmed down and stopped screaming Then thought, oh I get it, I must be dreaming I strolled back home with a grin on my grill I think that since this is a dream I might as well get ill I walked in the house, the big bad fresh prince But Freddy killed all that noise real quick He grabbed me by my neck and said Here's what we'll do We got a lot of work here Okay, so there's a there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, there is. We haven't even been recording for an hour yet, and I feel like so exhausted and just re- like I feel like the episode is about to be over, <laughs> but we've got a whole nother half. Do you want to do like a dramatic reading of the phone call? Oh my god, yes! Hell yeah! All right, who are you? Are you DJ Jason Jeff or, or am I? What do you feel like? Take your pick. Ah, oh, fuck. Um. I feel like you're more of a more of a DJ jazz a Jeff. Right. Okay, hold All on. Right. Let me read it. <clears throat> Act one, scene one. Hold on, I haven't brought it up yet. <laughs> oh man, I gotta call Jeff. I gotta call Jeff. Come on, come on, come on, Jeff. Answer. Come on, man. Hello. Jeff, Jeff, this is Prince, man. Well, Jeff, wake up. Jeff, wake up. Um, what do you want? Jeff, wake up, man. Listen to me, Jeff. It's three o'clock in the morning. What do you want? Jeff, Jeff, would you listen to me? Listen, man. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Man. Jeff, listen to me. Don't go to sleep, Jeff. Look, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm going to bed. <laughs> That's the noise Freddy made. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> Jeff, answer me, Jeff. I'm your DJ now, Princey. <laughs> you like that? No. Did you I like didn't. that? You know what? So, was that good for you? I really didn't. Was that was that good for you? Did you? I really didn't like it. Did you like my uh, my 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 Freddy Krueger impression? It was really good. Thank you. I tried really hard on it. Um. So let's let's start with this, I guess. So here's here's the extra fun thing about this song. So I mentioned earlier this is this is the first song off of this album. God. I don't know why it's not a deeper cut. That's really fantastic. Like why why is this the song that you're leading mm-hmm. with with your with, a song that no hey, child Mr. would know. No child would know or want to listen to and also um a song where hey Mr. Smith your DJ gets killed. Yeah. I like how they open up the album with murder. They open up the album with murder, and not only that, the Kids Bop version that you listen to still includes that murder. Yeah. Which, like, you, like the whole thing about Kids Bop is that they, like, censor it and make it different. Right, yeah. You're, like, the only... My version omitted the phone call, because we accidentally listened to different versions. Not accidentally, your version didn't allow Australia to listen to it. Well, it was still an accident. I had no control over that. Anyway, I and I didn't realize that there were like different recordings of the song. Mm-hmm. So mine it omitted the phone call at the Mine's end. Extended that version. wonder yours is the extended cut that also is sung by a, or, or rapped, sorry, by a different man, mm-hmm. and also has kids like chiming in Going, in a choir. Yeah, just like repeating lines Beastie Boys style. Um, my, the version I listened to, like, I don't know if it had any kids in it at all. I think at at best, the dude rapping the song was a teen. So like, what the fuck, kids pop? But anyway. Fantastic. So the thing about this song is that they, it was 
considered to be released as promotional material for the fourth Nightmare on Elm Street movie, I guess. Yeah, it was it was an official thing, except that they just decided not to go with it. That's fair. Which, yeah, I I would too. I I think that was a smart play. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the thing is, is that even though it was now unlicensed, they released the song anyway mm-hmm. as the first song. Oh my god! Pretty hard to miss. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the folks behind the Nightmare on Elm Street, the the folks who owned the rights at the time, um, sued them. <laughs> But I guess they got away with it. Um, I don't know the full extent of that story. I'll get you yet, Will Smith. Will Smith. God, I hate that voice. Oh, you love this voice. Just makes me so horny. Just hate it so much. You always, you always dispel me with horniness. Yeah, and it's effective. It's very effective. This is the worst song I've ever heard. It's it's legitimately like it and uh, that song "Closing Time" are my two least favorite songs of all time. <laughs> um, so re- I only watched Nightmare on Elm Street recently, uh, and only the first one with my friend Emily. And um, actually, no, it was Joe, one of my many friends, my many five friends and it was not great it's not a great movie it's not scary in the slightest <laughs> yeah i i i have seen most of the nightmare on elm street movies because my dad is a a pretty big horror guy mm-hmm. um and you know sort of as i've um evolved as a person i have i, I i've kind of just realized like yeah, but I don't like horror movies. I don't like to be scared. But the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are just not scary at yeah. all. I love horror movies. It's just that I always end up watching weird, obscure ones. And so does my mum and my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes we watch them together. Um, like, mum, when I was, like, I think 11 or 12, learned that I'd never seen Scream. She was like, ah, oh, shit. And then it was, mm-hmm. like, a Sunday. It was, like, a school night. Uh, and we, like, went to the video store to go rent Scream. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, and I just, I'd never seen it before. And it's not good. It's not a good movie. It's not what you would yeah, classically it's... call a good movie. Yeah, it, it's definitely one of those movies, and I think this is true of the whole Scream franchise, is that it's it's not good. I know, I'm talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Scream is the not, best movie in the world. Scream is good, but it's like one of those things where it's just like, I, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily good, but it is a whole lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I like any horror movie, is that I have fun. Right, I sure. don't like horror movies that are like just actual scary, mean, <laughs> like realistic yeah, horrors sure. because i have paranoia and mm-hmm. it really gets me i still watch them because i'm an idiot but you know um but i like it campy stupid horror movie it's fine it's fresh yeah. that's why i love cabin in the woods cabin in the woods is my favorite movie of all time despite how um i mean not not great joss whedon is i mean he's a shithead but like i don't care like i don't like it for him i like it for their performances and i like it for the setting uh yeah i i, I think cabin in the woods is one of those movies that like you can basically just forget that it's a joss whedon movie yeah same with quentin right Tarantino, it doesn't though. really it, it doesn't really feel like a like you know it doesn't have the stench of joss whedon mm-hmm. yeah, it's like how i pretend that kill bill wasn't directed by quentin tarantino and it's just an uma thurman movie <laughs> right exactly um, but yeah, I guess I guess that's all I've got. I, mainly, I brought this song um, as a prank, and I think it's it's achieved that. So, sure. 
dumb, stupid. So I think that's that's all I've got to to say yeah. on this one. Yeah. Um, listen, as usually, I recommend that you go listen to the full song when we do these things. Because uh, I know Mars obviously edits in a clip, but it's nice to listen to the full thing. Yeah. Yeah, for Actually, sure. recently Foster asked me, uh, it was really funny, Foster said, hey, so I have a question. And I was like, yo, what's up? And they said, do you guys, like, listen to the full song together, like, during the recording? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, otherwise we wouldn't be able to talk about the song, but... And they were like, okay, sick, sick, that's great. I do love the idea of a podcast where neither of us listen to the song. Yeah, that's great. Like, like <laughs> today, today I'm bringing... At Nightmare on My Street by by Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff, mm-hmm. um, and only I've heard it, and you're not going to listen to it. So just listen to me talk about it. I guess yeah. I hated I hated that I hated that song. It's a bad yeah. movie. Will Smith song songs all sound the same. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I like he has a couple of songs that are like listenable, but for the most part, and uh, you know, I don't even think it has anything to do with the fact that he was like obsessed with being a clean rapper. Mm-hmm. Right and never swearing. I I think you can still be good and do that. Yeah, and he Didn't. just did one of those <laughs> things. Um, and guess which one? Oh, Loved you in Suicide Squad, bud. Yeah, he you you are right in that. I hey hey, I legitimately enjoyed Suicide what Squad. The fuck? <laughs> Hang on, sorry, sorry. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna stop the recording to get, have an intervention. With my friend Ross. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Like, I, I, you know, like, I'm not saying that it's a good movie. Oh, I'm not saying that it's like, it's not a, a like, movie, yeah. right, but I enjoyed yeah. it. I watched it by myself at like 12 a.m. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I also did see it in theaters by myself at 12 a.m. Because no one else wanted to go with me. I, I, I do not understand why it gets, why it's like being touted as like the worst DC movie ever made. DC have made some like, pretty shit movies. Uh, and also, all of the Chris Nolan Batman movies are pretty lame. Yeah, I, I think it is. Don't at me. I think me. it's just because everyone looks like they were directly from Hot Topic. The actors were great. They were given terrible lines. Yeah. Um, I I I think that emphasizes that. Yeah. You know, like it. I think it understood it, it. It's tone you know it understood it's um it wasn't necessarily going to be a um deep movie or a like an an oscar winner or anything like that it knew that well it's like those people who hate the um batman and robin movies from the 80s you know like with poison ivy and dr freeze and all that people who hate those don't like suicide squad because they hate fun my cat is scratching my door by the way and it's so loud i can't hear it at all um but uh you know like whenever something gets like rebooted or um you know transfers mediums or whatever mm-hmm. um like people are always like so worried about it being faithful to the source material yeah absolutely and like and i i get that but i think like the that's not how you do a good interpretation no and also and like it, it's always with books and that sort of thing um it, it is because people are so obsessed with that um and people often talk about especially like the harry potter books like they omitted a lot of stuff but the thing is about being a director and being an adapter you gotta know what to cut like 
even when you talk to seriously, like when you when you talk to the original authors and artists of like comic books, books, anything else, cartoons, and you're going to adapt it for the big screen, like you <laughs> you talk to the original creators of it, and they will also tell you like, oh yeah, I just had to fill space in whatever chapter oh, this yeah. is. Like people always like you know herald like complete faithfulness to the source material when the authors themselves don't have faith in their own source material. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like, especially when, you know, transferring uh, something from one medium to another, like, creation is design, right? Like, you you are making something to fit the, the context of the medium you're making it mm-hmm. in. And some things just don't translate. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, the benefit of books and cartoons and comics is that you can be a lot more creative with your space. But with movies, you have to have a CG budget or make uh, action sure. props and that sort of thing. And also, yeah, like you said, like you can't always fit all of the information into the movie. Like take, for example, The Golden Compass, like one of the most iconic uh, trilogies of our time by Philip Pullman. And the movie was terrible and shit because <laughs> it's such a complicated universe. You can't just like spend all that time establishing everything but in the books mm-hmm. you can and you have to because of how complicated it is anyway suicide squad was fun it was suicide squad was good stupid i don't care like i don't care if it's like poorly made i don't care if it's badly written marco robbie, marco robbie is a fantastic harley quinn i i don't care if it's badly edited it's still good mm-hmm. Fuck i'm glad off. they cut out jared Leto a lot of the time there's like a lot of him yes yes he's a big weird shithead yeah don't i do not like that man he's terrible my cat shut the let's go to the break yeah let's do it oh i can actually hear it now yeah she's fucking loud i'm gonna kick her butt into the lounge room let's take her to the break here we are swimming under the full moon the werewolf and the creature from the black lagoon Dracula, what do you think of my new slag? Whatever happened to the monster mash? It's a poolside smash. It's bigger than the mash. Hey everyone, welcome back to our um witch's hut. To our spoochy coochie. Uh, why? because... Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to our witch's hut, where we are brewing up some more spooky tunes for you to you listen to. You know how you make music in a big pot of soup? Yeah, traditionally. Yeah, that's how it's done. I like David Bowie, just David Bowie, just in there. Mm-hmm. Made the pot. Made the pot. All witches get their pots from David Bowie, recipes. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for Beltane this year, which is um my pagan holiday. Right. Speaking of witches, uh, spring. Um, going camping. I'm excited. So next week we're not gonna have an episode because I'm not gonna be. Here. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> I was I was gonna I was gonna I I mean it's good information to bring up now. I guess now that you're uh, but like I was also gonna bring it up in the end. But yes, mm-hmm. in, indeed, we are not. We are taking a little break, a little Halloween break for for a couple of little reasons. But the camping one is sort of the big one. Mm-hmm. You deserve a break and a Kit Kat. Thank, thank you. I actually had a couple of Kit Kats recently. Man, I could fuck up a Kit Kat right now. I have fucked up several Kit Kats recently. Mm-hmm. I love the green tea ones. They're so good. Mm, I've never had them. Because <sighs> I love green tea flavored shit. It's just fucking... <clears throat> I don't tend to like a lot of tea flavored things. Or tea. That's... I think we have to break up. <laughs> I, do, I, I don't like tea... 
I don't like coffee. I don't like alcohol. Mm-hmm. I do like lemonade. Are you a Mormon? Like, uh... no, because I say fuck. Mm, no, my auntie definitely says fuck. <laughs> Half my family's Mormon. I know when they swear. Okay. Um. No, I'm just boring. You're not boring. You smoke weed. <laughs> no, trust me. Like, I weed is the most boring thing ever. Mm, yeah, I'm not the most boring. I think alcohol's more boring than weed. I guess, but, like, I am, like, there's nothing exciting about being high. <laughs> like, you know, when you're hanging out with your friends all all drunk or whatever, like, I don't get it. It's yeah, kind of bad. <laughs> there aren't but... really any, like, smoking games. Like, Right, gonna, yeah, like, there are no smoking games. You're not gonna, and, like, and watch anybody... Sex in the City and smoke every time Carrie right. does something. Right, uh, People have tried, I guess, but, like, that that's, like, all part of, like, weird weed culture that I just really don't understand. Mm-hmm. Trying to make weed an aspect of your personality. It's very boring. It's very boring, yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't like Australians. A lot of people do that. We're the worst. Are we just talking about this while we're stirring our witches brew? Yes. We put some Kit Kats in there. We put some Kit Kats in there. We put some weed in there. We vaped on yes. it. Yes. <laughs> just on it. Just on it, yeah. So, Mars. Yeah. Are you ready for my spooky segment? <laughs> oh, wait, there's a segment? Yeah, bitch. Hell yes. I'm do a spooky segment. I was figuring, but, like, you keep this so secretive. I honestly don't. It's just that when you don't ask about it, I don't for you. <laughs> well, I, I don't ask because I want it to be a secret. And there you go. All right. <clears throat> yeah. This segment is called Creepin' It Real, Halloween Trivia. I love oh trivia. Oh my god. I love and of course... And of course it's trivia, but don't like trivia is the is the foundation that this podcast was built on. Mm-hmm. We built the city on trivia. We built this city on trivia. We built this city uh, on trivia. That is the uh, like that is the only line in that song, and I hate that song. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Because it only has strong. one line. <laughs> okay. It only has one line that is just repeated for like four <laughs> minutes. Okay. Under the, it's just like a forty-second loop. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for your first question? Yes. For creeping it real. Creeping it real. All right. Question one: Where did jack o' lanterns originate? Was mm. it A. Scotland, B. Ireland, or C. England? Hmm. You said Ireland, Scotland, or England. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, somewhere in the British Isles. Mm-hmm. One of them boys. Wh- one, of, one of those Isles. One of the lads. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of what I know about the sort of agricultural environment in each of those countries. Mm-hmm. Um, which would definitely be a good strategy if I knew anything about the agricultural environment of those areas. Mm. Seems like a you problem. <laughs> It is. I'm going to say... I don't think it was England. Uh, England hasn't done anything but steal Indian food. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I I don't think it's Scotland, but I also don't think it's Ireland, but I guess I'm going to go with Ireland because I think it's the least wrong. (laughs) Of all the wrong answers, you believe Ireland is the answer? Is that your final answer? I guess so, yeah. 
Ding, ding, ding. All right. The name Jack-O-Lantern first originated from an Irish folktale about a man named Stingy Jack, who multiple times tricked the devil. When Jack died, he was forced to walk the earth with only a carved-out turnip and burning coal to help light his way. Because uh, Jack-O-Lanterns used to be made of all kinds of different boards. Right. I mean, there there Fruits are a lot boards. of different... A, a lot of different veggies out there that have some some sort of sort tough skin of, and the ability to be. You saw a pineapple one, yeah, dope. That's pretty. I bet that smells real good. Oh, that would some really good. One. Barbecued yeah. pineapple is so is fucking good. The best. It's great. God. <laughs> what do you think about well, Miles? Nothing. <laughs> Barbecued. <laughs> well, welcome to uh, welcome to. Uh, the podcast within our podcast, Pineapple Cast, mm-hmm. or we just uh, confess our love for pineapples. Mm-hmm. Yep, we have hey, a lot of pineapple-related paraphernalia around the house. Yeah, we've got moss. This is obviously a very, very you know, sort of trite question. Uh, it's you never ask me questions, question, so I love it. It's the sort of question that um, you know a, a celebrity might be asked on, like Ooh, Jimmy Kimmel, love. but. Um, uh, pineapple and pizza. Oh, I love. I stand. It's great. No, it's great. Absolutely. Anybody who's fucking hating on acidity and fruit being on on some cheese and za, Mm -hmm. you're valid, but also don't make it a big deal. Like, don't... (laughs) Don't be yeah, a like, dick. Obviously, like, you don't eat meat, but um, I do still eat some meat, and I do love a... I don't like Hawaiian, but a ham and pineapple pizza. Um, sure. It's simple. It's good. It, it balances the acidity. It gives a bit of sweetness. It mellows out the ham. It's good. You don't put a whole shit ton on there. You don't make it, sure. like, wet. Like, some people mm-hmm. who hate pineapple and pizza think that it's going to be, like, wet from, like, canned pineapple or something. No bit. Yeah, it's it- just a little bit. Here's here's the thing. I I fully do not understand why um, people get so rowdy over a pineapple on pizza and b raisins and anything. Yeah, I love um like I don't like eating dried fruit by itself, but I love like fruit cake and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Yeah, and like even if you don't like it, then you know whatever. But like, don't yell at other people if they want to eat it. <laughs> Yeah, why do you got to be nasty about it? Like, if, for example, I'm at, like, a friend's house and we're like, oh, let's order some pizza. I'm not going to be like, hey, everybody, let's get so much pineapple on everything. That would be mean and shitty. <laughs> yeah. At the very least, you know, if you can't agree, just get a cheese. Yeah. Well, I have so many vegetarian friends that, like, we're always right, just yeah. going to get a cheese. Yeah, absolutely. And she- and here's the other thing. Um, cheese pizza is, I think, objectively, like, the best pizza, mm-hmm. uh, although not my favorite. Hey, Mark. Although, yes. Can you hit me with your best Tim Curry saying cheese pizza, just for me? <laughs> is is this a reference to something? Yeah. Okay. Um, ooh. Just a solid, a I... cheese pizza. A cheese pizza. Hell yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. That was not a very <laughs> good Tim Curry, but I, I tried my best. <laughs> Home Alone too, bud. Uh, okay, I've never seen that one. Oh, it's fantastic. Let's watch it. Foster also hasn't seen it. Let's get on fucking, like, Discord and watch that. Anyway, we haven't even done question two. Oh, my God. Okay, question two. What was 2017's most popular Halloween candy? Oh, okay. Was it A, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, B, Kit Kats, or C, Twix? I mean, I'm assuming this is using American data since America's really the only Yeah, the only one that country. does Halloween. Yeah, you're the only country. I think Canada might do it, right? Like I said last episode, Canada's basically just America. <laughs> okay. 
No, it's not. I like Canada a lot more than the US. You're close enough to Canada that you count. Oregon's kind of Canada, if you yeah. think about it. Um, so it was it was Reese's, Twix, and what? Kit Kats. Kit Kats. Classic. Um, Why do my hands smell like vinegar? Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's it's from all that pickling that you do. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Reese's. I feel like that's that's kind of a it's, it's a classic in any kid's basket. Mm-hmm. Is that your final answer? Yeah, sure. Why not? Ding ding ding! It was indeed a Reese's peanut butter cups, the best I, I'm, candy. I'm doing I'm doing good on this on these American consumerist questions. Two for two. You're batting well. Baseball, yeah. baseball. All right. What's your favorite candy? Actually, we say lollies, mm. but I know you guys say candy. What you call every type of candy lollies? Yes, but lollies is like a lollipop. No, we call lolly. We call lollipops lollipops, and we call everything else lollies. Like, do you want a bag of lollies? Like, you get some fucking party mix or some fucking chocos or whatever. It sounds like I'm fucking with you, but I'm not. Like, fully. <laughs> <laughs> It's just Australia sounds stupid all the time, constantly. I'm just so confused. Why? No, I mean, whatever, language differences, but it's just so odd that, like, you don't call lollipops lollies, but you call everything else lollies. You call fucking lollipops! Or it's a fucking chopper chop. You call everything a chopper chop, even if it isn't. Okay. Uh, Alright. Um, what the fuck did you ask me? What's your favorite candy? What's my favorite candy? Okay. Um... I do love a good, like, Reese's Fast Break, which is, like, it's basically just a Reese's Cup and a candy bar, but it's better. Um, Wait, what's it called? Fast Break. I'm gonna giggle this. Go for it. (laughs) Everything's in all caps because I left it on. Fast Break? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck is one of those? (laughs) <laughs> i want it oh yeah, my it's god good. i mean i'd love it is it so it's still peanut butter in there uh I, yeah i believe so because I, I do love a peanut butter yeah um i'm just looking at but i i mean i don't know i also i also really really do like um kit kats those are, those are oh, oh, i do kit love kits a wafer yeah so then you eat the whole thing and then you're like i don't feel bad <laughs> i here's the thing sometimes biting directly into a block of Kit Kats is more convenient than breaking them apart into separate sticks. You're right, and you should say it. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway. what's question three? Question three. Uh, thanks for asking my favorite candy, by the way, you fucking bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I assumed you would just say it. Wow, you were wrong. I guess I was, and now we will never know. No, it's like I'll never know what vegetable you are. <laughs> Alright. I can't believe you still bring that up. Yeah, I will continue to do so. It's not going to be my birthday present this year. He's going to tell me what fucking vegetable you are. Alright, question three. Which of these famous performers died on Halloween? Was it... Uh, Harry Houdini. Fuck off! I mean, yeah, but fuck off! (laughs) They claim it was appendicitis, but they are unsure if he was perhaps poisoned by a renegade band of spiritualists which is such a fantastic way to die i hope that uh that if i die i'm killed by a renegade group of of spiritualists mm-hmm. all right and that was creeping it real <laughs> that was creeping it real Ooh. Uh, that wasn't ooh, that wasn't me that was one of the ghosts that is haunting me i was drinking water while that happened <laughs> 
Actually, my mouth was taped shut when it happened. And I was taping Moss's mouth shut. <laughs> Through the internet. <laughs> yeah. No, we record just, together. Just, re- just, re- just reaching his hands through through his screen. Mm-hmm. Poltergeist but, uh, style, fully. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? No, I want to die. So, Miles. So, Mars. Um, what would you say is your um, second song this week? In your opinion, my oh, in my humble opinion, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, uh, really, for your your two cents on yeah. this, on this quandary. What is is your my song? new favorite? My new favorite, um, yeah, my new favorite for this week. So, um, I, I says to Mars, I says, um, I says, I says to Mars, I says, you know, j- just bring a spooky song in the first half. You can do whatever you want for the second half. But my favorite song is also a spooky song, mm-hmm. incidentally. Sure. Um, and it as is, if it's an ac- as if it's an accident. No, I actually heard it um a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I have to bring that because it's so good. And then I was like, Oh, should we mm-hmm. do a Halloween episode? And so then I was like, Sick. <laughs> um, and it is called "Be My Bride of Frankenstein" by Charming Disaster. Wow, that sounds uh delightful, actually. <laughs> oh, it's oh. <clears throat> Uh, Charming Disaster is this, uh, Brooklyn, they originated from Brooklyn, folk slash goth duo, uh, and they write murder ballads and love songs involving death, crime, science, folklore, and the supernatural. Charming Disaster got their boost of popularity, um, a few years back because they were featured as The Weather on Welcome to Night Vale. Mm, sure. For their song Ghost Story, which I could have also bought, but it's already one of my favorite songs, so it's not sure. new. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> cannot remember if i've heard it i did i mean i did listen to welcome to night vale up until the end of the strex corp arc yeah this was episode 50 so i'm not sure when that would have been i don't know either episode 50 is when carlos is still in the desert so yes i think i must have heard maybe it. i think you'd know it when you heard it it's a very distinct sure. song. all right yeah sure right. so without further ado let's give this shit a listen The lightning bolt Come a little closer For a thousand volts I'm gonna love you Though you're not so smart Say I do and I'll give you My monster heart Fire bad Fire bad Put away your your pitchfork Baby don't be mad Fire bad Fire bad why aren't more het romance songs like this i know well that's why i really like charming disaster because also like their song uh from night vale called ghost story which is about a husband and wife and the husband got uh, like shot down an outlaw um and people were like giving her like you know sympathy like oh i'm so sorry that your husband died but he was like a ghost and they were still totally fucking um and it's just really fun it's just like it's such a fucking fun camp weird goth romance yeah this it's it's absolutely excellent i i i really love this song actually it's really good it only has 188 views on youtube 
It's a crime. That's a that's a criminal it's a, crime. It's a criminal crime. Um, because yeah, they're still pretty indie. They're still pretty um, like pretty small fan base. Mm-hmm. They but they really are just like a fantastic uh, duo. Oh, fuck, and like all the lyrics to this song is just fucking fun. It's fucking fun. It's fucking funny. Yeah, I love it so much. I love uh, the little um, Aliyah Aliyah Biskers uh, little bit here. Uh, I got an updo with a lightning bolt. Coming a little closer for a thousand volts. I'm going to love you till you're not so smart. Say I do and I'll give you my monster heart. Uh, yeah, that was like the verse that I wrote down that like is my favorite part of it. I also do love fire bad, fire bad. Put away your pitchfork, baby. Don't be mad. <laughs> and also show me what you're doing in the doctor's lab. Uh, yeah, because uh, Bride of Frankenstein, um, that movie uh, and that sort of whole plot of uh, the Bride of Frankenstein is that um she hates him and thinks he's disgusting when she first meets him oh, and like wants to die because she's a zombie. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how it ends. I believe they get married. Oops, so probably should have done research. Um, but I I yeah. like I like this take on it. I think it's really fun because they're not trying to be like human. They're not like disgusted in themselves. They are weird Frankenstein's. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the sort of, and this is something that I think um, goth music does a, a very good job of, um, is like being romantic while embracing sort of weirdness and like embracing oddity. It's some real Adam's Family shit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually a really, uh, a, a really good um, comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, it like... I mean, look, uh, why am I forgetting the name of the parents from Adam's family? Uh, Morticia and Gomez. Thank you. Uh, Morticia and Gomez are legitimately, like, relationship goals for anybody, I think. Yeah. Like, or at least, at least definitely relationship goals for me. That's, like, you know, I I need a Gomez. I need a Gomez in my life. It's a healthy, like power balance they still like love each other through having like a big yeah. family they still have date nights they're really kind to each other it's like exactly mm-hmm. how a relationship should be uh, and it's all because yeah. they embrace their identities and they love each other yeah it's like i i think to me like this sort of song and that sort of morticia gomez relationship is really like i don't know it's sort of like the kind of cheesy romance that i really get into yeah. I don't know. I I'm I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. Um so I love some of the reviews that they have on their Bandcamp page. By the way, if you enjoy this song as much as I do, feel free to support Charming Disaster on Bandcamp. Um Yes. Um so some of the reviews are fantastic. Uh some people compare them to, you know, like Susie Sue and the Banshees and Bauhaus and like Nick Cave and that sort of thing. Very spooky goth folks. For sure. I, I love the, this review, which is a dark love song with an infernal monster twist. It is camp as fuck. It sounds like a deleted song from the Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack. This one will be. This one will get every monster loving death heart skipping a beat. Uh, and also, someone else said a retro rock throwback to when novelty songs were embraced. A groovy and goth romp with brilliant lyrics. I think that's very lovely. Also, I love that yeah. someone else said this is a must for any Halloween or wedding playlist. <laughs> it's fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is. You know what? This is a sort of song that would end up on on my wedding playlist mm-hmm. w- when that eventually happens. 
one thing I, I do love too is um, that they're they're described as a uh, a mystery infused pop duo. Yup, it's wonderful. They are wonderful. Yeah. I love um, and I think I've said this before, like when talking about uh, the Mountain Goats, for example. But um, I love musicians that have different narratives in their music. Like mm-hmm. when you can be creative enough to not only write about yourself, but to write about a character or a thing or any sort of personification and make it work and make it really interesting. And it's sort of like, it's a throwback to like when um, epics, like epic poems were a thing, telling stories like that. Um, I yeah. really enjoy it. I think it's fantastic. I think we should bring it back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I feel like not like could like musicians should embrace fiction a little bit more. Um, yeah. Not everything has to be about, relationships which is pretty much all songs well okay well this song is also about relationships um, though about personal relationships rather um like about their relationships about like sure, liking sure, people sure, sure. having a relationship breaking up that sort of thing i like um mm-hmm. I, yeah i like the greater narrative sort of songs they're fun yeah personally because you know i i don't tend to spend a lot of time examining lyrics as as you are well aware uh, yeah so really what i i really enjoy in a song is one that's sort of like is more like emotion driven rather yeah. than like lyrical analysis driven and that's what really drives me or, or draws me to production but like it's something that i can really appreciate in in lyrics too and this song really does a good job of it it's just you know, it, it, by sort of talking about it through the lens of a Frankenstein mm. and the Bride of Frankenstein, right? Like it's like it's it's telling this this fiction as a way to explore, you know, some some really gooey, lovely emotions, mm-hmm. um, and I really like it. It's it's almost like it because it's sexy. Like it's a sexy monster song. Like the production, bit, yeah. the production is very yeah. like the the drums and the bass are very like alluring, maybe. Uh, and then mm-hmm. the like that musical sort of moment before um her chorus, sure, Elsa Elsa's chorus um is so fantastic. That like stopping of the sound before like I've gotten up to with a lightning bolt and sort of like fun uh stepping bass in the background i think is really wonderful and it's it's really alluring as a song um with these really sort of dorky monster lyrics i think it's fantastic yeah yeah uh i i I suppose my my sort of last thought on this song Mm -hmm. is um uh is is just to sort of highlight one of the lyrics it's it's in the first verse is um uh i'll give you a shiny rock Mm mm-hmm which is goofy. It's a goofy line, but the reason why I want to point it out is that um, uh, if any boy listening has a crush on me, uh, just give me a shiny rock, and and I can guarantee you it'll it'll you know that'll that'll be a huge points in your favor. <laughs> it's not too expensive, just shiny. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like I'm 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 not talking about a rock you bought. I'm talking about a rock you found. Yeah, like one that's been like like, like how the the ocean sort of like polishes up rocks and stuff give me one of them yeah yeah give me a rock that make that you know that reminds you of me yeah i'm just gonna give you a pulse pe- polished piece of shit if you can do that that is a thing you can do yeah, that's true. the myth the mythbusters did it yeah yeah i always knew adam savage was a nasty boy of course well adam savage is, is kind of a nasty boy but a nasty boy um i did say nasty a nasty boy <laughs> stop it you nasty boy 
Sta- you, a terrible, you n- terrible nasty boy. Nasty busters. Oh, gross. We're the not busters. <laughs> and this week. Hey, Moz. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Why are you so far away? Come back. My f- my my favorite song ever is. What's your new favorite song? Uh, my my new favorite song is. Is the final episode of the show just going to be like? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's my favorite song? <laughs> what What's your favorite song? <sighs> uh. So my new favorite this week is "Goth Kid" by Princess Nokia. Okay. So I've been waiting for like weeks to have an opportunity to talk about Princess Nokia. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a specific song in mind that I wanted to bring that isn't this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's off the same album, 90, 1992 Deluxe, released uh, last year, 2017. I wanted to bring the song Saggy Denim, which uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but it is a fantastic song and I highly recommend you listen to it. But when we started talking about doing this Halloween episode, I realized that this song, Goth Kid, is way better, fits way more perfectly. It's great. All right, nice. I'll talk about it more in a second, but the song has such a, like, amazing, deep horror atmosphere. It's great. So I, I kind of also, I also brought it kind of a spooky song. Love it. Yeah. So with, with that, let's give the song a little listen. Not a big listen. Very important. A widow one. A widow listen. Just like Ginger Feltley, the world was born of Innies, and I was born in Audi. You're gonna see a side of me that you never see. My mind is kind of sick, and my joke's a little mean. Just a little gory, like a bloody fucking spleen. I've been hanging out with prostitutes and fiends. I'm got this fuck, even when I'm not in black. Gothic is the pain you feel, and not the clothes on your back. I don't give a fuck about the fun you make of me. I'm not the type to play a role, so get the fuck away from me. You make me sick, and all I was was just a kid. You picked the floor, and all I did and go and make me feel like shit. I swear to God, you're having a clue to how I lived in foster care, abused as kids. I just landed from another planet, and I think it's time to start the madness. Stupid hungry boy, I'm famished. Take a plate of food. Okay, so first off, uh, fuck, you know I'm gonna start talking, start by talking about that production. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, of course I am. It's what I do. It's what I bring to this podcast. If uh, if it wasn't for me, you, you would never talk about instruments ever. That's patently untrue, but okay. The production of this song has this like very public access horror movie special vibe to it yeah definitely some of that some of that like straight to tv um yeah 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 yeah. stephen king short story shit some real pet cemetery shit i love it Mm -hmm. yeah the the sampling uh in a lot of ways seems to like really point towards like 50s and 60s horror movies Mm -hmm. um I mean the song is great on its own but it, it really sort of has a special context context when placed within the whole album the album as a whole really leans into a a 90s aesthetic which you um would sort of expect being that's called 1992 deluxe yeah makes sense it tracks um i mean throughout the album like a lot of the sampling production style and um like lyrical style are are definitely contemporary but uh the the sampling and the instruments used are, are are definitely 
very reminiscent of the sort of 90s style and, and what she talks about. I mean, she has a song called Katana, based off of the Mortal Kombat character Katana. It's fun. The song, I mean, it talks a lot about uh, her more than rough childhood mm-hmm. and about who she was and who she turned out to be. Yeah. Um, she, she talks a lot on this album about sort of just about feeling like a, like a big kid, you know, getting older but not growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this album's sort of general aesthetic kind of affirms that, you know, sort of being set in the 90s it sort of has this this youthful energy and is also like reminiscent of of the time that you know she was growing up in she's not that much older than us she's 20 26 i think i would assume that she was born in 1992 so yeah well yes i i believe so yeah um but you know placing the song in the 50s with the production um with the sampling sort of sets you up for that understanding that this is a story about when she was a kid even if you know she wasn't alive in the 50s yeah i mean whatever else it might symbolize or represent like i'm not going to attempt to get like deep into the shit that i don't know anything about but it's it's sort of a really smart way to to tell the story of the song yeah and interesting that it's um you know a goth spooky song but the horrifying thing isn't a monster or a ghoul it's just the shit that happened to her right yeah yeah i mean it's it's really sort of like that's another thing about the song is that it's it's kind of impossible to ignore um the shit she's talking about mm. and part of that i mean you you normally don't put the depression depressing shit in the chorus mm, yeah um but uh she did that yeah you know what i was thinking of when i was listening to the song what were you thinking of um you know screaming jay hawkins uh, no. He's the guy that did I Put a Spell on You. Oh, well, yes. Then. Yeah. Um, he has a quote that's literally just, I'm so goth I was born black. Um, and that's <laughs> literally all I was thinking of when I was listening to this. What a modern day screamer Jay Hawkins. I mean, yeah. kind of in a serious yeah, I, way, like really like talking about some bad shit, like, but in a really like entertaining, like hard as fuck way. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I do really like the um, Stephen King energy that she brings to this. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And also, it is kind of um, a nostalgia thing because, like, she's talking about fucking Emily Strange. She's talking about Wednesday Adams, Marilyn Manson, talking about Carrie, talking about Ginger Foutley. Like, it's a lot of that 90s shit, 90s goth shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, listen, but this is going to get, I'm going to get deep in this shit. I'm going to get deep in this pain. All right, go for it. It's kind of a lady thing, and I don't think I can explain it. Like, assigned female at birth folks will get this energy of, like, finding characters that are like this, that are weird and goth and strange and not pretty um, and fucked so that you can cope with being different um, and you can cope with people hating you for being like that because at least it's fucking Emily Strange, at least it's Wednesday Adams. she's like me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a uniquely female thing, I think, because like so many people expect so much of you uh, and so many different things of you that like, and I mean, I haven't been abused, but like in the situation of her being like growing up in a rough location, um, coping with having these strong female characters around her that she can identify mm-hmm. with that are gross and gory and bloody and mean <laughs> 
and I, I think I relate to this in a very different way, even though now I'm a dude. Um, right. But I grew up a girl, and, like, I can't deny that. That's part of me. Um, and I also definitely did this. Like, I was a goth-as-fuck kid. I just, all I wanted was, like, Halloween parties and all that sort of shit. Um, so, I don't know, it's, it's really interesting to hear about her perspective on this. Like, the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, this is just, like, that, my experience and the experience of a lot of my friends. Yeah, she, I mean, she talks about that uh, a couple times on the album. Like, in, in one of the earlier songs, like, I can't remember which one right off the top of my head, but she, you know, talks about, like, looking up to the the women in Marvel Comics. Yep. Yeah, and and that's that's something that comes uh, up a lot. I mean, like, I don't know. It, it's I feel like there's a lot that I have to say about Princess Nokia, but like, I feel like you know, if it was up to me, we might be doing a full album special on on this album. It probably won't happen, mm-hmm. but I you don't get to pick the next album special. No, I, I I don't. I don't. This album more than I think any other album that I've really like sunk my teeth into. Ha- is really like sunk your fangs into please thank you halloween. um re- well yes halloween and also i'm gay um for me it really sort of unraveled as it as it went on and like i really felt like i was was getting more of a sense of of who she is um and the kind of person she is not through the stories that she tells about herself because i i really like this song is is definitely the closest that she gets to talking in detail about herself, but she doesn't often, and and when she does, it's through, um, you know, it's it's metaphor. more that she talks. It's more metaphorical, and she talks about herself more in in her interests and her style, and you know, like leaves a lot up to be inferred. Sure. Um, which is why I don't feel in, in any way comp. Uh, um, confident to like go more in depth with it mm-hmm. um, because you know like so much of, of what she's talking about is is a little bit up to interpretation and I think that like like not not like up to interpretation but like you know like it's it's difficult to get the full sense of a person from just listening to music yeah like it is true like when you are listening to someone's music like i mean when we talked about this in the brockhampton special with them making a lot of real personal songs um for sure like a deeply personal especially for kevin it is interesting listening to someone's album that uh when they are quite a private person and they let through like little peaks about who they are compared to people mm-hmm. who are like really open about everything that's been it is interesting to listen to and you sort of like piecing together everything that's happening and you can't really know everything about an artist when you just listen to their music a- absolutely not absolutely not like but there's a lot of things that like you know on this album she doesn't talk really at all extensively about her like bisexuality mm-hmm. but like when listening right i just got a sense it's like oh is she queer and then oh, i same. looked it up and was like oh yeah now she is fully i mean i kind of got that from like is it weird that i got that from the production like i don't think a straight woman would make this song in a weird way for sure um the song was was not produced um by princess nokia herself mm. uh it was produced by um someone named hello my future sure sure but like the the point is that like this song in its entirety does not feel like a straight narrative for sure yeah Where Which, by the way 
Um, yeah, I'm desperately trying to find out more about the producer, but there is uh, apparently the only thing that they've done is this album. Sick. Um, or at least all that they've done that has been like put out for public listening. Sure. So, I don't know. guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never know anything about them, but uh, good work. Yeah, I like it. Good, you did. You did really good. Do you have any final thoughts on Goth Kit? Um, no, but one last thing that I, um, want to, I guess, mention is, and I'm going to show you this picture and, and everyone else at home, I want you to look it up. So go to Princess Nokia's Wikipedia page and just look at her, her picture on her page. Doesn't she look like the most fun person on the planet? She does. She looks like she's ready for a fucking party. Like. She looks like she's about to drop it. Yeah. Like, I want to hang out with her fully this is like i don't know like i i don't normally get that interested in like women well yes but also (laughs) like uh, or i rarely fantasize about establishing any sort of personal relationship with a celebrity oh sure and i and you know i i still don't but i'd still like to be princess nokia's friend (laughs) yeah i think that'd be cool yeah it'll it will very likely never happen but it would and be that's dope. fine. It would be dope. Same with um, Kristen Stewart. Okay, interesting pick. I would go for um, Ellen Page. Like Ellen Page is my girl. No, but like, yeah, I, I, I would absolutely want to be friends with Kristen Stewart. Um, she just seems very cool. I yeah. uh, like. Well, uh, that's why I'd love to hang out with Ellen Page because she's like not only just a huge lesbian, but like her career, her like music, her like whole documentary series is so fucking fun and interesting. I love people that not only are they, you know, queer, but they do something about it. Like they use their um power, their privilege to like explore things and like talk about it more. I think it's awesome. I think I think what I'm sort of what I'm I'm sort of getting at here is that um like i just kind of want to be friends with a lot of powerful bisexual women mm-hmm. i think we all do yeah because they've kind of got it sort of figured out have i talked to you about my lesbian rewrite of twilight Twi- twilight no like a twilight twilight no you haven't right. but i desperately want to know bella should be a lesbian listen um she should i agree she should date the big lesbian sister um of edward Rosalie, or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she's big lesbian energy. Jacob and Edward have that whole, like, enemies defense to lovers thing. Fuck yeah. Then you can have the whole, like, Romeo and Juliet, over which admit again that you're a fucking werewolf. Then, like, they use their resources to, like, help out the family in the reserve. And, like, Bella could continue to be, like, a cool, fun detective like Veronica Mars. Because in the first movie, she's, like, doing all this fucking research. She's, like, fucking snooping around, trying to get to the bottom of this vampire shit. I want to continue that through the series. And I think that that would be aided by her being a lesbian. Yeah. I think I think lesbians make good sleuths. Mm-hmm. Additionally, uh, you know what's underrated as fuck? What lesbian vampires? Oh, that's so good. Or sorry, no, no, no. I meant sorry, lesbian werewolves. I mean both, but yeah. <laughs> I mean both are underrated, mm-hmm. but I mainly want to focus on lesbian werewolves. They're good and they're real. They're and very I love good. Them. Yes. Uh, if you're if you're a werewolf out there and you're a lesbian, um, hit me up. Want, <laughs> what cool. what are you gonna say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Be, you're, you're, I don't know. You're you're cool. You're you're cool. Let's be friends. Keep keep doing you. All right. Well, I think I think that's all we got. How much I think all of our or a trans werewolf, but I don't know, a lesbian. Hmm. <laughs>
I the, kept asking DM after. us on Twitter at ArtGhostPod if you want to hear more about our thoughts about <laughs> lesbian werewolves. So thank you very much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. This this very spooky episode of Artificial, of Artificial Ghost Radio. Why is that the only Halloween voice we have? I don't know, but do you want me to keep doing ghost sounds in the background while you do the outro? Yeah, you keep doing ghost sounds, and I'm going to do right. a, like a cre- creepy goblin voice oh, for yeah. the outro. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. <laughs> if you have any suggestion for what we can talk about in the first half of the episode... Or if you have any, or if you have any song suggestions, you can DM us at ArtGhostPod on Twitter, or email us at ArtGhostPod at gmail dot com. <laughs> if you liked the show. Please share it with a friend. <laughs> Friendship. It was, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> word of mouth is the only way that we advertise. I'm a ghost owl. I'm going a little bit Bakura. That's okay. That's fine. Yami Bakura. Yes, Yami Bakura. Very important. Also... Leave us a review on iTunes. I don't know why it helps, but it apparently does. It puts you closer to the top of the rankings. Something like that. Anyway, once again, thank you for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. And we will see you on the other side. And plot twist, you've been dead the whole time. Oh no, I've been dead since episode zero. No, I'm talking to the listener. Oh no! I oh the listener's been dead. Yeah, I guess we're I guess we're all dead. If you think about it. Yeah. That in philosophy, I already know. <laughs> 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 <laughs>